Welcome to the Third Growth Option Podcast, where we talk with business leaders and innovators hungry to drive growth that can be faster than internal organic growth and less risky than acquisition. Your moderator is Bernal Dunkerspuler, Chief Sherpa and CEO at Realign, who has led private equity-owned distributors through turnarounds and growth. With battle-proven leaders from all frontiers, we want to provoke thinking about business growth beyond conventional wisdom and binary choices. Hi, I'm Benno, talking with Joseph Celio, a business owner, founder and CEO of Alfresco Home, a company you started back in 2004. Hey, Joseph, say, say hi to our listeners here. Hi, everybody. How are you? So now you spent the last three decades since college working in, founding, running product companies from startup to good size, eight-figure businesses. You helped run Campania International while you were in college and then some 15 years after, or for the next 15 years, I think mostly as VP of sales. And then you founded your own business, Alfresco Home, 16 years ago, which you're now running as CEO with your brother, Anthony, as the EVP and your wife, Kim, as the director of All Things Relevant. You and I worked on crafting a five-year strategy recently to strengthen and grow your business, which was an exercise that I really enjoyed and gave me some insights to you know, hopefully ask good questions today. Um, so the title of today's podcast is you know, Family Business, Challenges and Joys of Family Business. Was there ever a time you wanted to not be in or run a family business? Well... First of all, I want to say thank you, Benno, for having me on today, and I look forward to our conversation. Great question. No, I've always really enjoyed being part of a family business, and your title of Challenges and Joys is quite accurate as to what a family business can have as part of its daily uh, ups and downs. Yeah, no, I've always wanted to be part of it. You know, it started with, you know, we grew up in a family retail environment in the outdoor living industry. And um, worked with my parents and my brother, brothers and sister. And um, it, was, it was great. And after college, I knew I wanted to help out my father and my brother in their business. And um, it was excellent. It was an ex excellent experience. So I know you and your family members, you're very intentional, I would say, about trying to separate, you know, family roles and business roles, which, which is hard. My wife and I work together in my business and, you know, that's not always easy. But one thing that really impressed me about how you guys face problems with each other very openly from what I could see, but what do you think is the most difficult part of working with family members? Well, it is almost an art, you know, working with family members and being successful. I think first and foremost, you have to love the people that you're working with. <laughs> that goes for family or frankly, or not family, in my opinion. And that's a great place to start. After that, everyone needs to have a clear, defined role in the business and be able to collaborate, but also understand, you know, who's making what decisions at what point in the process. And it's really that simple. And I learned that, you know, I guess when I was young with my father 
who was an Italian immigrant and an amazing businessman and taught me so much and taught us so much about the do's and the don'ts, but in his own way, you know, no formal business education and all of that. He would simply say, you know, you can't have three chiefs. You know, when we were talking to the production guys at our, our production company in the 80s, you can't have three chiefs. Each team member needs to be able to relate to one, in a sense, leader. And basically that set the, the groundwork for me and uh, my brother, wife, my extended family that we've had working where, you know, there is a leader in each part of our business and family almost doesn't come into play exactly during business hours. So um, it's kind of, you know, maybe a little harsh, but really that's the way it worked. You know, at, at seven or eight o'clock at night, we can have dinner together and that's great. But during the day, you know, we all have our defined roles and we can have lunch together, but you know, it's a business and you got to run it like a business. And that's really what may has made our family businesses successful and fun frankly right when you and i started talking again you know earlier in the year there was a quote that jumped into my head and you said oh my god my dad used to say that and the quote was if muhammad doesn't come to the mountain maybe the mountain has to come to muhammad and i think it came up i i, I forget if it came up in terms of you and i you know, one calling the other or, or, or if it was between you and, and, and a customer. But how did your dad use, used to use that saying? <laughs> well, sometimes it wasn't, it didn't come out of his mouth as clear as that. But, um, <laughs> and I'm not sure that we learned idioms quite properly in our family due to the language, uh, you know, uh, situation. But, you know, there's a time and place for everything, I, I would say. And, keeping open the communications uh, like you and I have over the years and knowing when to you know, work together and when to let us each do our thing and move forward and, and regroup is really what it's all about. Definitely comes to play in the way we operate you know, our businesses. Got you. What is the most rewarding part to you of running a family business and working with family members? Well, I will have to say that you know, being able to be together with the people you love, even if you're working on some really tough, tough business challenges, uh, there's this level of trust that is there. And, and it, it is a critical element in making a successful family business. You know, if you, you trust each other, you can build on that trust and you know where each person's ultimate intentions are. So I, I love the comfort, I guess you would say, of of knowing that that trust exists here at our company. And I would also say that I enjoy the ability to decide as a, as a family or even just as a leader of the company in that true entrepreneurial type of spirit. You know, we make some good decisions. We make some tough ones. We can work through them. And just being part of that, knowing that uh, everyone kind of, in a sense, has your has your back and you have each other's, that is a very comforting way to run and live your day-to-day -day life, right? So you talk about trust and knowing the intentions of your colleagues that may be family members, that may not be family members. It reminded me of a quote that, I don't know, it's not really a quote, but somebody said, you know, it's okay 
to question somebody's judgment. We should question each other's judgment, but not each other's intentions, right? When two people are at a point where they're questioning their, you know, the other person's intentions, it's sort of game over. But, you know, go ahead and question judgment. You and I sort of banter back and forth and question, well, what, what do you mean by that? Well, I disagree with this, but we're not questioning each other's intentions. We, we have to be able to challenge each other in our business. And what I, when I speak of family here at Alfresco Home or in our other businesses, the whole employee team, the independent sales rep team, our vendors, you know, we treat everyone almost like they are family. We, Of course, being Italian, we love to break bread with everyone as the first element of family, right? And have a glass of wine. But we, we respect the people that we work with. And we, we need that mutual respect and communication. And we need the trust with anyone in the whole environment. And we often speak that we are a complete family. The whole you know, 60 people that are in our immediate environment. That is a family unit. And we must trust each other, work together, communicate, and know each other's roles. And trust that uh, even someone who's doing maybe not the decision I'm making, but a, a decision that's important in their role, that they're executing it with our our goals and intentions in mind. It's a very key element of what happens and makes I think any business successful and are successful. What do you wish you had known, you know, 10, 20 years ago, you know, something that you know today that you're like, if I had figured that out 20 years ago, I'd be three inches taller and a million bucks richer. <laughs> yeah, well, a lot. There's a lot I could have known. I wish I knew now or knew then what I know now. We all grow up and we learn as we go along and learning on the fly is one of the, the greatest things that we can do even at this stage in our careers. We learn every day from, from the people that we work with. You know, sometimes when you're younger, you don't realize the challenges and decision making aspects of what's going on at a higher level than you. And you hope that you can trust and for example, my father or my older brother's decisions at one time, that they were making the right decisions for the greater good. And until you're in that role of leading the whole group, you don't know those or understand those pressures and those challenges and also those rewards. So I don't know if I would like to have known what I know today at you know 28 years old. However, it, it could have really made a huge difference in some of the decisions I did did make. But, you know, you learn when you're doing so until you lose something you don't know what it's what it is to gain and how important it is and how rewarding it is to gain and i think losing at some point in your early career let's call it hopefully not in the in the in the, the crux of your career you know making decisions that don't work out or starting a, you know we've started businesses or elements product lines within our businesses that don't always fly you know Understanding how to rebound from those things is something that, that yet yeah, would have been great to know when we were younger. But you have to be able, you have to have this, in, I think, an incredible ability to rebound, not to let, let the losses hurt you and continue to move forward. I'm not one for looking at, oh, we, we had a great year last year. Or we, looked, we looked amazing yesterday because for me personally, the that was yesterday. You know, great, I'm happy we did well, wonderful, or we didn't do so well, whatever. Hey, 
what's tomorrow? Where can we be tomorrow? So working on our strategic plan together uh, recently over the last few months and developing our plan for the next four to five years, of course, and rolling it out and just take one step at a time, ability to be flexible and agile, move forward and change decisions. All these things will come into play. And that's where we try to go. So are there things I wish I knew way back when? Yeah, I, you know, I would have liked a, a deeper knowledge of, you know, maybe how to sell product or how to do certain aspects of our financial, you know, analysis and such. So those things could have been learned earlier or would have loved to have known earlier. They could have made, helped make decisions sooner. So you talk about looking backwards, looking forward. So Alfresco Home is a, is a product company, an outdoor living company selling to retailers who then sell to consumers. And, you know, the retail landscape is changing all the time. Retail versus e-commerce is changing. Consumer trends are changing all the time. What consumer trends are keeping you up at night or are you excited about that you can maybe have an easier time reaching consumers, tomorrow's consumer than yesterday's consumer? What consumer trends are you thinking about? That's a good question. That's a loaded question, of course. I do sleep very well at night. I really do. I, I don't have a problem with that, not going with. And we've had challenges, right? But I think we're very comfortable in the space that we're occupying in the outdoor living space. You know, we work, we, we happen to be blessed to have fallen into, in some respects, to the love of the home and the love of the outdoors. And home decor and outdoor living is a, a dynamic space to be in right now. There are challenges between the independent brick and mortar stores, the mass folks who are into this business, as well as the online retailers and that changing landscape. I think millennials and the younger folks who are now starting to have an income allows them to invest in their home or even to put a little furniture set outdoors or a fire pit or something like this. They appreciate what the home brings to them. So in the sense of being in the space that we're in, we're very comfortable. I mean, what the home brings to them is yeah, everybody talks about we're not sell, let's not sell product, let's sell an experience. Absolutely. I mean, when we started off Fresco Home, the whole point was so that friends and family could gather together. You know, I had just we had just sold a company that we had run for 20 years and built up. And um, it was a, a an intense, crazy and wonderful, frankly, like lifestyle and business. But in the new company, when we started out Fresco Home, Kim and I said, let's bring people together. That's what we're in the outdoor living business, you know, fire pits, patio furniture, garden planters and gardening. And this whole world is is what I personally love in my heart. Like I'm very passionate about it. But at the same time, I know what it's doing. It helped a lot of people through COVID, obviously, or we're still in it. Yes. But if we can provide some things for people to be at home with and enjoy and do and it's a wonderful space to be in and live in. As long as we continually move forward in our business to navigate the technology and the the whole movement to online purchasing, which, okay, maybe 15% are buying outdoor living products now through the online companies, but that'll grow as we already know and it's sped up through COVID. If we can respond to that and learn how to navigate that properly and, and get the products ultimately to the consumer, That'll be the biggest challenge we have in the next, you know, four to five years. And we're, we make movements towards that goal every day while servicing what I think is a very comfortable 
independent specialty retailer niche in the outdoor living sector. So I do believe that the, uh, the brick and mortar are quite strong in this area. And the experience of visiting their stores is amazing. But e-commerce is gaining an ever-growing percentage of consumer dollars, whether that's you know the big bad wolf of Amazon on, and, and eBay or the next 20 marketplace websites or brick-and-mortar retailers will keep investing in, into their e-commerce sites as well, right? So what are you going to do differently in 2021 to optimize growth in, in each of you know brick-and-mortar and e-commerce? Well, we have a lot of highway, I guess you call it, a lot of ramp space to move into the brick-and-mortar sector even deeper throughout the country. While we have a very excellent customer base and a fair amount of customers, you know, we can totally gain market share in the brick and mortar space. And we provide an excellent design and functional type product. It's very comfortable. It's very beautiful. And there's a lot more independent retailers that we can get to know. So we're definitely going to continue to push and expand on the brick and mortar sector. At the same time, we're to investing in our e-commerce business through content management, through e-commerce leadership that will drive us to make e-commerce a greater part of our overall sales at Alfresco Home. We have to do so correctly and respectfully to our current customer base at the same time, knowing that it will change as we move forward here. And we've done a lot of things in respect to taking care of the future of e-commerce I would say the other thing is we're going to get to a point where the saturation of e-commerce is only so deep. People need to communicate. They want to see, touch, and feel. They want to visit garden centers and be amongst beautiful flowers. They want to visit casual furniture stores and see their choices firsthand. So while maybe it'll end up being 40 or 50% of total outdoor living sales will be online in 20 years, I do believe that the brick and mortar space is important and it's protected and the good ones will survive. The the forward ones, like you said, that have their own e-commerce business tied to their to their brick and mortar store will be definitely stronger for that purpose. So um, we're gonna address both elements. So what what I've learned in this conversation about family business and the joys and challenges is clear roles are super important building an environment of trust, mutual trust internally with other employees, be they family members or not, externally with vendors, with sales representatives, with customers. One thing we haven't really talked about so much is, you know, we're recording this Christmas week of 2020, which has been a hair-raising year. What did you learn about yourself in this chaotic year 2020 that you didn't know about yourself? Well, I knew this, but it it definitely came to the top of the list. I love my family more than my business. Ultimately, you know, that's the most important thing. I love my friends more than than my business, right? But I, I really love my business and I love our business and I loved the challenge. You know, I embrace challenges, frankly, bring them on. Let's, let's address them and see how we can get through this together. And as long as we know we're working to take care of our family and our employees and our employees' families, 
because it's a lot of people when you do the, the math, right? Um, that matters to us. We're trying to make great decisions for the greater good of all of these people, all of our families and friends. Our customers are friends in many cases and their families. You know, we know we know a lot of people and have come to know a lot of people and, and love them over the years. And this is very important to to who we are at Alfresco Home and who we just are as people, you know, probably what we learned from our parents, you know. Uh, and that's got to be number one. So if we're doing things because we know that that's the top priority, then the business part is just one way of taking care of, of the whole. And, and that's what I'd say I probably learned through this COVID thing, you know, because in the beginning of COVID, when everyone had to close down for a while, everybody, good businesses and, and, and businesses that were on shaky grounds to start were wondering, how will we all get through this? But the, the beauty is we just took one day at a time communicated, talked to a lot of people, a lot of people smarter than us, a lot of people, you know, who could help guide us. And we were able to persevere. And luckily so. You're stronger today than you were 12 months ago, I think, right? We are because we've changed the business. You know, we've changed the strategy slightly. We've realized that um, with certain elements that we've talked about in our strategic development plan, that we can be better and run our company better. It was a very huge learning experience. Huge. If folks wanted to reach out to you one-on-one, do you want to just give a website or email address? Or Sure. Just shoot me an email. jc at alfrescohome.com. A-L-F-R-E-S-C-O-H-O-M-E.com. And I'd be happy to talk to anybody about anything. Thank you so much. Any parting words of wisdom that come to mind or... Well, since you've given us a, a lot of wisdom already, you, you, know, you, you we <laughs> might be good. That, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I love to, to share stories, and that's the beauty of it all. I mean, just because the topic of today's call was our podcast, the family business, I would say that if if you're entrepreneurial at heart and you have the ability to work eight days a week, right, and you love what you do and you start your own business, when you do decide to bring family members into it, you know, try to understand that you do need to have clearly defined roles, which really helps the whole communication process and keeps you together as a family ahead of the business. You know, I think that's probably one of the number one things that I would would have to share with, with folks. Make sure you have your clear roles and, and move forward and move forward and and don't be shy about bringing family members into, into the business if that's what you want to do. But know that you might have to also ask them to leave if it's not working out. I mean, this is this is part of it. You know, it's part of it. So ultimately, it's a real business. You know, this is a privately held business that needs to run like a business, despite who may own it or who's involved in it. And that's that's just that's just the way it has to be. That's business, right? This is a business. Thank you so much, Joseph. I enjoyed the conversation, and and I think uh, our listeners got some good perspective, input, thoughts. If uh, folks wanted to explore growth topics, uh, you can find me on our website, realignforresults.com, or just email Benno, B-E-N-N-O, at realignforresults.com. Thanks for listening. Keep growing.
You can listen to more episodes on Apple, Spotify, or Google. We would love for you to subscribe, rate, and review it. Share it with your friends or colleagues if you enjoyed the content. Always growing.